Somebody did. Now, in this story, this woman heard from heaven. And we're going to see heaven poured out on her. But these people that in our church, around our church, connected our church, they heard from heaven. And they've encouraged me because they gave $200,000 matching funds that will go into March 17th, the year 2016. You know what that means? Y'all don't know what that means? That means if you give a dollar, and if that's what God lays on your heart, and that's all God lays on your heart to give, that is turned into $2. Does that simple? Does anybody need that explained? That's what matching funds are about. You see, when you come to the text, this woman felt threatened by the creditors. Why? Because she was going to lose her two sons. Well, I really believe this, and I'm going to state it, and probably I I just believe this, and I can't believe anything other than this. That in three years' time, if this church buckles down and believes in what we're doing, and if we don't do anything but tie these two buildings together, and I can't give you exact square footage right now, but it's bumping around eight to 11,000 square footage if we put the two together. I'll give it to you straight out when we get it drawn up. The reason that I'm considering that, because we're gonna, whatever we do, we're going to have to put sprinkler it, and the pump station's right here. And all those classes can come back and we can all be closer together. Is that bad thinking? I just believe if we really get on board of what we see in this woman, because this woman in this passage, she didn't have nothing. She was broke. She couldn't satisfy the creditors. And yet God came through for her. You know what I really want God to do is I want God to come through through everybody in this church. Because, boy, if he does that, we're going to be able to expand the food ministry. We're going to be able to do a lot of things for God. We need to do. But you've got to see yourself broken first. This woman was broken. She saw... That she couldn't do this on herself. You say, well, let me just make my statement. I believe in 36 months that we actually could see the entire campus paid off. I mean, we're almost halfway there. Some of you could do big gifts. Some of you could do $1,000. I don't want to make a suggestion, but $1,000 is only $27 a month for 36 months. If we had two of, 200 of us get on board on that, do you know we would have it on? We would just about have her done. But I, I don't know. I don't want to put limits on God. I just don't. What I do want for you and me I want the same thing happen to us that happened to this widow in this story. Let's look at it. Mike, the only way I believe you're going to get to happen, what you, what you say is going to happen is that we have a miracle. <laughs> 
Well, let me ask you a question. Do you believe in miracles? I'm going to ask it again. That's kind of a weak response. Maybe I need to say it louder. Do you believe in miracles? We'll see. Mike, what do you mean by a miracle? I mean an act of God using or exceeding the laws of nature to perform humanly impossible feats to reveal His power and to glorify Him. That's what I mean. Miracle. For us to say that we believe in miracles... Do you know that we have to all believe that God can, there is a God and that he can perform one. And second of all, it assumes that God indeed will perform a miracle. How's he going to do that? Well, I'll tell you how he did it here in 2 Kings 4. He did it through this woman. Look at it. I think you and I, first of all, need to understand when it comes to miracles, that we know without a shadow of a doubt that God knows our problems. Do you believe that? I believe he knew this problem. And, and all of a sudden, through the prophet, God said, what can I do to help you? Well, wouldn't that be cool? You pray it. Oh, God, I feel like I'm at the end of my rope. And then all of a sudden, God just taps you on the shoulder. Hey, by the way, what you want me to do? Now, some of you in here, y'all been praying. I see some of you weep during songs. It it, it indicates to me that the Spirit of God's moving, but it also indicates you may be a little bit like this lady. You have a need. Am I speaking to anybody? I can tell you right now, if you can't figure out a need that you have at at your house, we have a need at God's house. And we need that need to be met. And I, I believe scripturally, I believe it's met through us because she goes on, she asks us an, an interesting question. Tell me what you have in your house. Now, why did, it, why did he go and do that? Last Wednesday night, our revivalist said this during the revival. I want you guys, and, and boy, he didn't tell me he was going to do this either. He said, I want you guys, and a bunch of y'all came, about 50, 60 people came to the altar to pray this prayer. God, what would you have me to do? Didn't that what y'all prayed? And, And you know what? I don't want any more or any less of anybody in this church. What would you have me to do? I think that's significant because now, guess what you're wanting God to do? You're wanting God to tell you in your affairs, in your house, what you might have to give to God. First of all, this woman said, I don't have nothing. Isn't that kind of like the church? When the Girl Scout cookies people show up and the Boy Scout keep it, and, and everybody shows up collecting money. I don't have no money. 
or you're going into McDonald's and there that person is you see all the time or, or in town that's always begging for money. I'm broke today. But when it comes to God now, is that what you tell him? I mean, to me, I, I think we would believe this. What we're about is a God thing. It's, it, and what she was about in this passage was a God thing. And the prophet says, I want you to look in your house. Some of you like her, well, I don't have nothing in my house. It just so happened yesterday. I started cleaning out my barn. Now, what I call treasure, my wife has a different definition for it. One word. That's junk. But you know what? I see it. Treasure. Because I know what's junk to some is treasure to somebody else. And Thank God that my God blinded Cindy when she married me. Instead of looking at me at junk at that time, I was a treasure. (laughs) Now, at times, I might look into her eyes and see some junk through me. But you see, I believe God knows our problem. I believe God knows what's going on here. And I believe that he knows that we need a miracle. And, and then all of a sudden, she said, he said, what's in your house? She said, nothing at all. You know what she's saying? Cupboards are bare. Bank accounts is bare. No food in the house. Oh, she said, wait a minute, wait a minute. My husband left me a flask of oil. You know what that flask of oil represents? For him, that's what he used in the school of the prophets to lay hands on people when they needed to get healed or when they needed to hear from God. It represented the supernatural power of God, but it also represented some good cooking oil too. So he said, okay, if that's all you got, here's what I want you to do. You and your boys go in the house. Shut the door. He didn't even show up. I want you to collect all the empty vessels you can find. What's important when that comes about? You better do what God says to do. If you want to get in on his flood. If you want to get in on his provision. Because you see, too many of us, I think sometimes, what we're trying to do is that we're trying to figure it all out for God. You find yourself doing that sometimes? I mean, you're, you're trying to... I, I know I sat down and I took my calculator and I did everything I could to work out all this stuff. And I know that God wants to show us his power. But he had to have this widow. And guess what? This widow had a need. Now, is there anybody in here that don't have a need? <laughs> Come to my office about 10 minutes. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you some important questions. You'll find out you've got some needs. We all have needs. 
church house today has a need. We got, we got problems. And, and I know that God is in the business of meeting those issues. God looked at Moses one day and said, Moses, I want you to go get my people. What did he say? I can't speak. I can't do it. Now, isn't that about like what we are? God says, I want you to do something. I, I can't do it. He said, what is that in your hand? He said, it's a rod. He said, take that rod and throw it on the ground. Y'all remember what happened to it? Turned into a glimmering snake. He said, now pick, pick it up. Ooh, I'm going to tell you something now. I'm okay throwing the rod on the ground. But when it turns into a snake, I don't know of, of one good snake, and that's a dead one. I don't care if it's a king snake, green snake, rattlesnake. It don't matter to me. They're all good dead. They scare me. They scare y'all. He tells Moses, pick it up. It took faith for Moses to pick that snake up. He picks it up, and the Bible says it does what? Turns back into a stick, a rod. Now, what happened to that rod? It no longer became a Moses rod. It became God's rod. What was it that Moses used to part the Red Sea? Rod. What rod did he use to get water out of a rock? rod. You see, that's God. You see, we, we'll all, we, we, if we're not careful, even in this situation, because I, I know this is not a wealthy church. I know that we don't have a lot of money, but some of us say, we can't do it. We can't do it. Well, that's what Moses said. But I tell you what you can do. You can pray. It won't cost you initially (laughs) one nickel to pray and say, God, I want to be faithful to what Mike says. You're a prop. You're a preacher. I want to pray. And I'm going to pray, God, what you want me to do to help meet that need? I done told you what I believe God could and, and wants to do. It's just whether or not we're serious. And we're like this widow. What we see here is she allowed God to release his potential, our potential. That's the second thing we see here in verses 2 to 4. We see that the widow's needs were steps to God's plenty. So number two, Connie, is that God will release our potential. Potential for what? We're broke. Potential for God's power to be released through you. How did this happen? You see, the widow's needs were the steps to God's plenty. And if we need something and God knows it, then the means to meet the need is up to God. Right? To meet it through you. But let me tell you something now. You got to be obedient. Whatever God says. That's, the, that's going to be the tough part. Because if you hear him, you got to obey. And when you obey him, guess what? It releases his provision. It releases his power. It releases his financial 
assistance through you. What do you have in the house? Man, she started looking, and, and she was told to go gather up. Her sons gathered up. They went and borrowed every empty vessel they could find. Was God honoring that? Did God honor that? Sure. When they went in, shut the door, all of a sudden, she took what her husband left in his death, and she began to pour and pour and pour. And what's the Bible say? All the vessels were what? And then all of a sudden, she got so excited, she said, go get, where, where's some more vessels? The son said, there's no more. And you know what happened to the oil? It stopped flowing. Why? The need was met. Was the need met? Look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. I believe it was. Because you see, When we look at verse 7, when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, sell the olive oil and pay your debt. And then you'll have money left over for you and your sons. What did she have in the beginning before God called upon what she, she didn't have nothing. But that flask of oil. Let me tell you something. Either God will do what he says and, 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 and say what he means, and he'll carry it out he wants. He wants to use us, but we've got to be willing to pray. We've got to be willing to, to let him in on it. We got to get hooked up like she got hooked up to God's pipeline, to God's program, to God's provision. And when that happens, it'll be done. Some of you are sitting there saying, they ain't no way that's going to be done through me. <laughs> You're kind of like the lady that's strolling through the park and she sees a little frog bounce out. And all of a sudden the frog said, kiss me and I'll turn into a bank president. She just reached down, picked the frog up, and put it in her purse and walked off. Well, somebody watched that and, and went up and asked her. She said, ma'am, uh, I'm curious. Why didn't you kiss that frog? She said, mister, in this economy, a frog who talks is worth a lot more than a stinking bank president. <laughs> now, let me tell you something. Some of you had the mentality, because this woman done figured out, she thought she knew how to beat the system. And, and I'll tell you how some of you, now if you don't have a rabbit's foot in your pocket, then you're not guilty of this. But preacher Mike, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you'll get it done. It won't be done by luck. Well, well, if you, some of you got this mentality. If you just play the lottery and hit the lottery, we'll pay for it. That's your financial strategy? Yeah, I have to agree. I probably wouldn't have kissed that frog either. I'd have probably figured out how to 
traipse around this country and have seminars on talking frogs and raise funds for Solid Rock Baptist Church. But that ain't what this woman did. This woman got hooked up. She didn't have nothing except one flask of oil. And God called on it. She gave it. He blessed it. Isn't that kind of what happened with a little old boy and five loaves and two fishes? Isn't that kind of like what happened when the widow didn't have anything to give the prophet, but really he, she, the prophet required it. That was given to God first. She said, I go in to make my last meal. And you remember? It's in the same book, Book of Kings. Through a famine. She didn't have it. And she said, then we're going to die. Did she die? No. Why? Because God hooked her up. And that's what I'm praying for this church. Look, I done been through at least two major building programs. Kirby Weatherby here today. I think his giving soul helped me on get, get us through this one. And, and like I say, I'm going to say it one more time because I need to hear it. 32 months, he's going to be paid off. I had one of the city workers ask me, why y'all been dragging around? And, I, want, and I, I wanted to tell him, in 32 months, we'll be debt free. I need a talking frog to get out of your proposition. <laughs> That's my weak faith. You see... God, thirdly, gives our provision. He gave hers. I believe he'll do it for us. And some of you go, you just don't know how poor I am. I don't think anybody in this house is poor as she was. And if you do, bring me your W-2. Because she didn't have one. Prove to me you're poorer than she is. Prove it. You're like me. You'll sit and say, I don't have nothing, but let me go look in your garage. Let me check the junk you got out at your house. The, the stuff that you're accumulating, the stuff that, that you say, you know, I need this. Or your bank accounts. I mean, that's up to God, but let's face it. Some of you are so blessed. I, I think everybody in here is blessed, but me. Two men went to the lake one day, trout fishing. This one guy was fishing, and every time he'd catch a trout, he'd get his ruler out and measure it. And if it was over this little ruler, he'd throw the trout back in the water. And so all day long, man, they fished. And finally, this one guy, he said, it was time to go. He said, hey, look, man, I've had all I can stand to this. I, I need to know something. All day long, you've took the short trout, put them in your uh, stringer, and you take the big trout and the, the, the long ones, and you've thrown them away. He said, that's what I've done. He said, would you explain that to me? He said, well, sure. He said, I only have an eight-inch frying pan. Why can't we ask God to give us a bigger frying pan? 
You know, sometimes we have such a little faith. And does it take a lot of faith to get in on God's stuff? That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that you need the faith of the grain of a what? Do you know the size that is? A piece of pepper. A granular of pepper. I ain't a whole lot. To connect and hook you up. Farmer who called the office of the pastor asked to see the head hog at the trough. The reception said, Sir, are you talking about our beloved minister like that? Would you please call him pastor or preacher? I just don't think that's respectful to call him head hog of the trough. He said, Well, all right. He said, I just sold a few sows and I wanted to make a thousand dollars contribution. And I was hoping to catch him in. She said, wait a minute. I believe the big pig just walked in. Let me get him. (laughs) Isn't it funny how we really are? But the truth of it is, we might need to sell some pigs. I don't know what your pigs are. I don't know what your situation is. But if we're going to see a miracle like this widow saw a miracle, we need to understand one thing. We have to obey God. Sad to. This is invitation. Some of you need to come to this altar like last Wednesday night. If you've already been to the altar, forget it. Don't on that one I'm fixing to ask. But if you hadn't been in the altar and just say, you know what, God, I just want you to reveal your will. And you know what? I can't be against that. But I got to know that you're asking for God's will. In this situation. Second of all, if you don't know Jesus, man, you need to receive him now. As the Holy Spirit reveals to you your need for salvation, today is the day to be saved. If you're looking for a church home, today is the day to be a part of our church, whatever God lays on your heart. But please promise me you will pray for His will. Every head bowed.